I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. That's because you can hear them already. Among today's guests are Anita and Bonnie, the Pointer Sisters. Hi! Okay, bye. Love you. Bye. I'm Sandro Manetti, and today on the show which debates and decides the top pop culture icons. Oh, it's going to be one of those days. We're discussing who's the best girl group. Can anyone beat the Pointer Sisters? No. For the sake of the show, there are so many candidates beyond just the Pointer Sisters. How about the Supremes? Hate them. The The Spice Girls. Hate them. The Bangles. Hate them. The Go Go's. Love them. We love the Go Go's. Destiny's Child. Oh, I love them. Hate them. TLC. Hate them. On Vogue. Love them. Oh, they're from Oakland. Yeah, love them. The Andrews sisters. Oh, love them. Our, our heritage. We love them. I mean, you them. can't hate them. I mean, love they kind of inspired you in a way. Yes. I love them. Yes, yeah. we, we grew up listening to What about to... the Boswell sisters? Well, there's yeah. them. What about Wilson Phillips? And the Honeycombs. Silence for Wilson Phillips. Banana Rama. Phil- yes. <laughs> we love the Wilson Phillips too, yes. All Saints, Girls Aloud, Fifth Saints. Harmony, and Little Mix. Now, oh, the... I didn't realize there were so many. Lots That's of why them. I had to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> a sad story. That's, that's how you're still at the top. You just yeah. killed off the they competition. They got to go. They got to go, Sandra. Now, they did. They got to go. Now, the public have been voting. I'll, I'll announce the result at the end of the show. Oh my I say the end of the show because in case the pointers haven't won, I don't want them to leave. So, uh, okay. now, Give later. me their addresses. I'll find them. <laughs> You've been warned, listeners. Uh, Later, we'll be hearing from top showbiz talent manager Stevie Meredith. He'll give her her insider's perspective on many of those great girl groups. And we'll also hear from a Grammy-winning songwriter and producer whose works have been recorded by everyone from Celine Dion to Eminem. That'll be Michael J. To Anita Um, Pointer. That's right, you did. We'll hear about that as well. But um, with us uh, today are uh, two of the founding members of the Pointer Sisters, whose many hits include Jump, Automatic, Neutron, Dance, Fairy Tale. I'm so excited. Welcome, Anita and Bonnie Pointer. Thank you. Hi. Love you. Hi. Now, (laughs) as the story goes, um, your reverend father encouraged you to only sing gospel music, telling you that rock and roll and the blues were the devil's music. So how were you able to discover and embrace those and other styles? We were hell raisers. <laughs> Hard to imagine. We did. They we said, got out go of the house. Hell. We said, I'm gladly going. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> we had friends. You're school friends. You know, you go to their house. They'd have the records. Yeah. And you listen as much as you could. Right. Before you got back home. Because we couldn't listen to we, it at home. No. Mm-hmm. So we just listened to it. You know, it was out there. And then 
by the what of the fifties when they start having portable radios. Oh yeah, the little you guys trans- remember those? Yeah, right, little trans- Whoa, they, look like, they look like cell phones. Yeah, there were little transistor radios, and yeah. and so yeah. you'd go to the park, and kids would be playing music in the park, and like run their little For transistor sure. radios. I didn't have one, but the kids, friends around mm, us had. You them. know, you were hiding it and, in that bedroom. <laughs> so we just had ways of, of hearing it. You know, we heard. And, and how did the group come to be formed? Ooh, how did it come to be formed? Well, in church we were singing when we were little kids. I went to San Francisco to see the Northern California State Youth Choir sing, and Bonnie and June were singing with the choir. Mm-hmm. Oh, Happy Day. That was one of Dorothy Happy Morrison. Day. Yeah. In the yeah. Northern California and State I Youth Choir. And I had a fit because it was so good. Yeah, we were I with said, the Northern. I, gotta, we, I we be recorded that choir. First, we recorded that first version of Oh Happy Day. Yeah, it was so, in San so Francisco good. with Bill Graham and the Fillmore Corporation in San Francisco. Time. And yeah. it's been happy days ever, ever since. since. But yeah. what kind of struggles did you go through on the way to the top or was it just instant fame and success? Are you kidding me? Oh, God. <laughs> me and Bonnie and June were backup singers. That yeah. was before Ruth got in the group. Mm-hmm. But we were backup singers doing singing with Elvin Bishop, and hitchhiking Cold across Blood, country, Taj Mahal, uh, Dave Mason, you know, traveling. All we were the backup singers Grace in the Bay Slate, Area. Jefferson Airplane, Sylvester, Young, Sylvester. and his hot band. Mm-hmm. You know, we we did backup singing work. Yeah, we were for, the backup queens. We for, sang for all the rock and roll groups mm-hmm, for quite a while. We were good friends with Bill Graham, good mm-hmm. friends with David Rubinson, and he would always just let us into Fillmore West to come and see whoever we want. We never had stayed at stand in line or yeah. any of that. We saw BB King and. Aretha Franklin and all of them at, yeah. at Fillmore West. It was just so mm-hmm. wonderful. It was like our home. And David yeah, Rubinson we, we'd was there. We walked around the corner to Fillmore West from Gulf Street. Yeah, we lived. We lived right walking around the corner distance. from from Fillmore West. We lived walking. Did we just happened to find this flat? Oh, uh, there we go. Are <laughs> <laughs> you writing a song right here? <laughs> We found a flat on Golf Street. It never stops. Little harmonica. Golf, Golf and Hayes, which is really like a block away from Hayda Ashbury. Mm-hmm. And oh, it was oh my so God, much yes. fun. We had we would put our speakers in the window. And yes. it was one of those oh, beautiful that's old right. we were in the, San Francisco yeah. buildings yeah. with the round windows. Yeah, right. oh. But eventually you went from yes. wannabes to stars. Now, finding fame uh, is, is difficult for so many groups. So many of them break up. Did the fact yeah. that you were sisters, uh, do you think, help you or, or, or maybe hurt you? It helped. It helped. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because we, we really love each other, yeah. you know. And I, I don't know if I would have taken as much crap from somebody I, didn't love so much. You did, yeah. and you know you've worked with other people. Come on and try that. <laughs> like this one over here. Hey. She'll drive you nuts. Do you remember the biggest creative argument you had in the history of the band and how you were able to survive it? One of the biggest that I remember was with June when she, we were we were fussing over what we were going to wear. And we were someplace in Florida and at a beautiful resort. And, and she said, I told you, we had a dressing room that was a suite. And she insisted that I'm not going to wear this dress. And we, the other every, the other three sisters were in agreement. But she said, "No, I'm not going to wear it." So she took her dress in the bathroom and burned it and Whoa. set it on fire. Set the dress on fire. <laughs> said, "Now, I'm telling you, I'm not going to wear that dress. It's burn up." Right. <laughs> She burnt the dress up. We said, okay. We give. We give. You win this one. So we didn't wear those. So that's pretty good. That's that night. That's a pretty emphatic way to win an argument. That's how you get your point across. Yeah. 
She got her point across very well. Right. She's the pointer. Burned the dress up. <laughs> Three Grammy Awards, 13 top 20 hits. What have been the career highlights for each of you? If you could each just name one moment that you sort of reflect on and say, how about that? I think it's still coming. Good. I think it's in the making right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Yes, it's coming. Because you still love the, to sing the, and love to perform. It just never goes away, does it? We love being sisters, and it's yeah. just great. Yeah. yeah. I always get on her nerves, you know, and she just takes me. And I get on her. And it, it, I was uh, recently uh, seeing your exhibition at the Hollywood Museum, uh, where you take up a whole floor with your stage outfits. Yay! Now, oh my God, what does it make you feel to see your life in dresses laid my out like that? My sister is a hoarder. I love it. I my think sister it's... Anita is a hoarder. You must have some <laughs> space in your house now. The museum. <laughs> well, I do have a lot of garages. See, but, yeah, and I've always had a storage place. Yeah. I still do, but yeah. you know, it's just. I don't know. That stuff just I'm meant so, so glad much she's to me. A mm -hmm. And I just felt I the need it. to hold on to everything. Yeah. And yeah, I guess she's... coming from be being a, a poor child, mm -hmm. having, you know, not not any clothes or one dress, one pair of pants. Yeah. You know, and having to wear my even my the grandmother would say, Where where are your clothes, child, when uh, I go to visit her? Where are your clothes? I don't have any clothes. Have any clothes. You know? <laughs> so as I got older, I just started holding on and to things. I love and the I, hand me downs. I can't I, wait. Till they get sick of their outfits so I can wear it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Anita, you've uh, got a new book out, Fairy Tale, in which you yeah. tell oil, tell oil, Hello. sorry, tell oil. Uh, <laughs> Anita, too. you've got a new book <laughs> out, Fairy Tale, in which you tell all about the Pointer Sisters years. Yeah. Just um, pick out one particular story in, in there that made you laugh when you were writing it now. Oh, oh, just one. Oh, my God, what, could I, what would I say about, oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Uh, I guess our experiences in being the first black female group to ever get a Grammy Award for mm -hmm. a country song and the first black female group to ever perform at the Grand Ole Opry. A moment in history. And, and how do you feel about that with the distance of time and reflecting on it now? How much pride do you take in that? I take a lot of pride in it, but it doesn't seem that distant. Mm -hmm. You know, it seems like we were right back there again yeah yeah doesn't it yeah yeah it doesn't seem old it doesn't seem old at all mm -hmm. yeah it seems like it's refreshed yeah <laughs> tell us one thing like about new life in it <laughs> tell us one thing about your sister that she wouldn't dare put in her own book oh. i cannot stand her <laughs> <laughs> that is <laughs> i never liked her i'm here to torture her yeah. and that's my story and i'm sticking to it yeah <laughs> and uh, now it's not just uh, it, it's not just um, uh, music of course for you guys tell us about the jewelry the fashion other things that keep you busy oh the other things that keep me busy oh so we're writing songs mm -hmm. me and Bonnie just finished a new song <laughs> yeah we did was that a preview it needs some work. I was going to say, this song, needs work. <laughs> a friend of mine in Nashville, she came up with the idea of us, of me doing a, a. Actually, it was like a healing process of writing songs about the dead. <laughs> trying to put it gently, but that's basically, you know. But we came up with a song about our sister June, mm -hmm. and she came up. She came up with the title. Actually, my friend Terry. Uh, I said, how about feels like June? And so me and Bonnie did the lyrics. 
Steve Diamond, who is her husband, um, he did the music. Oh, you got to hear it. It's so great. And it is oh, it so, is so cool. Good. If you get a minute while this is going on, I'll play it for you. I got it on my phone. Oh, fantastic. Just happened to have it yeah. handy right yes. here. Right. <laughs> and, oh, that's nothing under my sleeve. Nothing under my hat. Presto. <laughs> yeah. We could talk about the Pointer Sisters forever, but we're here to talk about who's the best girl group of all time. Before you mm. name each of your choices, tell us about your influences you know who you watched both coming up and those sort of around you that uh, uh that really inspired you oh god you? all the motowns from the supremes the you know the subversarelles i like the older groups like the andrew sisters because of their harmonies mm -hmm. yeah and the, the four part sisters. the four part harmonies right not just the three part but they had five and four part harmonies the you know the plat you know the platters or whoever you know martha the, reeves and the vandellas yeah. most of them just you know now and then the, the writing, they didn't write. Vogue. Yes. The Andrews sisters. The honeycombs. Yeah. You mentioned the Andrews sisters. They sold 75 million records starting in the swinging big band era. And they wow. performed together for decades. But their yeah. close harmonies were overshadowed by their constant feuding. You're um, kidding. Yeah. I never knew that. No, they genuinely hated each other. Really? You know, it wasn't even wow. for, for, We work with joke. Patty yeah. Andrews. We worked with yeah. Patty Andrews the, on the Carol Burnett show of Flip it Wilson. Was, no, it was a special that oh, we special. did on the Queen Mary. Oh, the, mm -hmm. oh right, the Queen and, Mary and uh, the boat. We work with Patty Andrews, and she was so sweet. I had no idea yeah. that they had the feuding going on. They kept it hidden well. Most of them do. We do, too. We no, have Bonnie, it all when you went <laughs> solo in 77, you know, was this because uh -huh. you'd finally tired of this one? Or, or what was the uh, what was the reason you know, for breaking No, I just wanted to see up? what I could do on uh -huh. my own. Yeah. And uh, yeah. In and, case and, they all died, I wanted to know if I could still go on living. <laughs> and I wanted to kill her. <laughs> and did you I ever? wanted to kill her. You guys I are couldn't mad. It. it was the height of the disco era. You yes. know, what a time that was. Just take us back to 1977 oh. and what it was like. I'm oh, still God. there. You're oh. still there. <laughs> <laughs> I never left. Those were some fun times. Oh, my and, goodness. Yeah, in fact, I'm getting ready to do the ladies Ooh. of the 80s with... Lisa Lisa and Taylor Dane. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. In Colorado. Yes. yes. And next month yes. in February. Oh, brilliant. Yes. Great. Yes. The ladies yes. of the 80s. That's yeah, right. look That's out right. for that. <laughs> look out, Yaku. So uh, I now want to ask each of you, you know, through in the entire history of girl groups, uh -huh. uh, to name the best girl group of all time. Now, you can vote for yourselves. I won't mind. I'm going to start with you, Bonnie. Who's the best girl group of all time? We are the Pointer Sisters. I, They'll ditto, never be ditto. a better. Yes. Let me just add two votes to the total uh, of the votes. Pointer Sisters. Because... And if I had children, they would be voting too. Okay. Okay. Well, you've got two more. Um, we'll be hearing more from the sisters at the end of the show. Michael when, J., when I announce the result. Um, now, Anita, tell us about the Michael J. record that uh, you worked on. Uh, Have a Little Faith in Love, a song that I recorded of yeah, his yeah. on my solo album back in 1987. Woo, that was a long time ago. Well, we'll be hearing but, from him in a moment what it's like to work with you. So I think it's best you leave the room. Oh, um, oh my God, he's got some secrets to reveal. And come back later. Okay. <laughs> you can listen to it on Who's the whos'thebest.fm uh, later. To, I'm scared. Uh, to be continued. To be continued. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> It's 
Who's the best girl group? So many candidates. The Pointer Sisters, who we've just heard from, and very loudly, may I say, aren't they wonderful? Uh, the Supremes, the Spice Girls, the Bangles, the Go-Go's, Destiny's Child, so many more. To discuss the candidates further, I'm joined now by Stevie Meredith. She's represented, coached or mentored countless stars in the course of her glorious showbiz career. Uh, also with us is uh, Michael J, no stranger to the show. You'll have heard him on Who's the Best 80s Pop Star and Who's the Best uh, 90s Boy Band. Today we're getting his opinion on girl groups. Now, Michael, you uh, had the uh, the honour of Anita Pointer uh, recording one of your songs. Tell us the song and how, how that experience was. What an experience. I mean, I was a young songwriter. I was very, very new at this. And um, one of the first songs I had written, and I heard from the record company, RCA Records, that Anita Pointer was doing a solo album and she wanted to do my song, Have a Little Faith in Love. And, you know, you, it was one of those moments where you just had to pinch me. Like, I, I couldn't believe this was happening because I was a huge Pointer Sisters fan. But I was also a little confused because some of my favorite Pointer Sisters songs were things that Anita was a writer on. I mean, she's a great writer. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, so, I'm so excited, I think they wrote. And so I'm like, why are they doing a song that I wrote? <laughs> they're, they're great writers. Self-deprecating as ever. I, I, well, yes. you know, I was new and I really hadn't had any success yet as a songwriter. I was still very new. I had a publisher and, you know, I had a few cuts. I had Stephanie Mills and Patrice Russian, but nothing really. But uh, you've had plenty since. They obviously knew talent <laughs> when they saw it. And but, talking yeah. of uh, talking of talent, uh, Stevie, girl groups have been such a part of your life. Where do the Pointer Sisters stand in music history? Wow, what a question. <laughs> the very moment I heard them. I love them. Girl groups for me represent the harmony, the blend, the just the sound of all of that and growing up with that. So when you hear somebody that's really special and you knew right away they were. I mean, the first thing that I'm familiar with is Yes We Can Can. That's, you know, the one I know. And so it was just so different and something I, I'm always looking for, I listen for that sound and they were just so different. I've seen them in concert like many times. I'm embarrassed to say how many times. <laughs> and I taught my daughter to listen to them. Um, she grew up on the Pointer Sisters and other like girl groups to the point where now she's a, a backup singer because she just loved the harmony so much. Now tell us about what it was like sort of growing up influenced by all these girl groups? I think it was my grand, you know, my grandmother. We didn't have a lot of black people on um, television when I was growing up. And we had the one television. And so my grandmother was like the alert for come and see black people on TV. And most of the, <laughs> most of the time it was connected to the Ed Sullivan show. So oh. always when the Supremes were on Ed Sullivan, we always knew about it. Come quick, there's people on TV. And we'd go and we'd see the Supremes. And that was kind of a, that was more magical. That was showing, you know, little black girls that you could wear gowns and nice jewelry and things like, you know, we didn't really see that a lot. And so that was kind of transformational in, in that respect. So many great girl groups are launch pads to solo careers. You mentioned one there, the Supremes that gave the world Diana Ross. We think of Destiny's Child that gave the world Beyonce. Um, what's the key to a really successful girl group? Is it having a star up front or is it having close harmonies? For the me, it probably would be the sound of all the members, whether it's three or four, that sound, that you create a sound that's unique to the group. 
You know what, Sandro, you picked, a, you singled out a couple of groups that had like one big star go solo. Mm-hmm. But I, I think of the Spice Girls, each one of them had a solo career. I remember Victoria Beckham's solo album. Yes. Yes. And Emma Bunton did a solo album where she did mm-hmm. these like 60s pop things like Patula Clark. Each one had a different sound. And it, they sort of reminded me of when the Beatles split off and each one of them had a solo career and they all had different sounds. So that's that's a very different situation than one girl group where just one big star emerged from that group. The Spice Girls are the most commercially successful girl group of all time with over 85 million records sold and perhaps the most influential girl group as well. Sporty, baby, ginger, scary and posh. They taught us about girl power long before the Me Too movement. Uh, Behind them, as is often the case with a lot of great groups, was a wonderfully talented Svengali manager, Simon Fuller, who basically took them to Japan first before launching them in Britain and then America and let the Spice Girls mania grow and then had all the products uh, ready. Um, Stevie, as, uh, as a talent manager yourself, Tell us about uh, tactics like that and how important managers are in the rise of groups. I think they're super important simply because a lot of times when you put people together, they have a different view of how it's going to go. And it takes somebody to focus them on the one path that this particular group is going to take. So I think it's super important to have a manager to be the, the first thought that you think about the group. You know, we can all have our our own desires for what's going to come from being in a group. But the group has to be very cohesive about how they're going to go forward. Yeah, let's uh, throw some other names uh, out there. Expose. Ah, (laughs) one of the few girl groups that I've actually worked with. I did. I wrote their song. uh, I wish the phone would ring. Mm -hmm. And um, I just remember working with Clive Davis on that. Uh, it, I didn't produce the record, but I wrote it, and I wanted to produce it, uh, but he went with some other people. I, for, I forget why or who even, but I was very excited to have have a single with Expose. And the cool thing about Expose, and not many people know this because it's not a group that usually gets discussed when, when we're talking about this, but in 1993, Diane Warren's song, I'll Never Get Over You Getting Over Me, became their eighth consecutive top ten hit which puts them just behind the Supremes, who had nine consecutive top mm-hmm. ten hits. So Expose is really just behind the Supremes. And that's you don't, nobody really thinks that way about them. But in the same era as Expose was American group TLC. They sold 70 million records, uh, hits Brilliant. including Waterfalls and No Scrubs. But their music really endures, doesn't it? It didn't just flame out. They are still adored today. Why, why does their music last so well? I think it was the generation that received their music. And so that there's some of the best music of that time. And so that generation carries them forward. I'm going to say I'm old. (laughs) Like I carry forward like the Supremes or, you know, the point is that generation grabbed onto TLC. Mm -hmm. And I'm for some reason, they love no scrubs. That generation loves no scrubs. Babyface was behind TLC. Babyface was very influential figure. And his his sound just has never become dated. It's it's still relevant today. It's great. Absolutely. Now, Wilson Phillips, the daughters of Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys and John and Michelle Phillips of the Mamas and the Papas, music was in their blood, right, Michael? Oh, absolutely. I I love Wilson Phillips. Uh, I did get to work with China Phillips once when I was doing, I was producing another artist record and China was kind enough to come in and do the background vocals. So China herself was doing all the harmonies that she learned how to do with Wilson Phillips. And it was wonderful. What a great experience. 
Um, now, what about uh, the Pussycat Dolls? Uh, you a big uh, fan of them by any chance, Michael? I love Nicole. I don't. Uh-huh. Need, I couldn't even Nicole tell you Scherzinger. the other. I couldn't even <laughs> tell you their names. The other yeah. ones. I just know Nicole Scherzinger. She's great. Well, there's an example of a star emerging yeah. from uh, from a girl group. Exactly. Um, we all know the names of the members of uh, Banana Rama. We know their hits like Venus and Cruel Summer. Twenty nine million sales. Bitter Split. Siobhan Fahey left to form Shakespeare's sister, and they were apart for almost 30 years until Siobhan came back for a brilliant reunion tour, which I saw. You know, dismissed largely as as, as like vanilla pop stars, to me, they're, they're great. Uh, should I be ashamed of my love of Bananarama? No, but I think I know why. Mm-hmm. You're British. Ah! <laughs> I think Bananarama did much better in the in the UK than they Cruel did here. Cruel Summer, their only hit yeah. in the United States. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, why is it that they uh, didn't go international like so many uh, so many others? I don't know. I, I, they had. I heard a rumor was here too. That was a big one for them. Oh right, here. that was. I, I, that I loved. Was I heard a rumor. Well, you know. But they had that Stockache and Waterman sound, and and at a time. Uh, Stockake and Waterman's sound was sort of homogenous to whatever artist they were working with. I mean, I worked with Kylie Minogue, and it was the same thing. She, they're like program singers. They go in the studio, and they they're, they sing it exactly the way they tell them to, and this is the song. And the tracks all sounded the same, and the music all sounded the same, no matter what artist they were doing. And I think that turned a lot of American audiences off. Now, my favorite era of music is the 80s, and it's in this period that uh, the Go-Go's and the Bangles emerged, both from Los Angeles. Now, uh, that's where we're broadcasting the show from today. Stevie, what makes Los Angeles such a creative crucible of girl group musical talent, or am I just exaggerating? I don't think you're exaggerating. I think (laughs) we're a creative crucible of everything. Um, And I'm going to just state the obvious, the weather. (laughs) The weather. (laughs) I mean, I think that gives people... You can rehearse outdoors? Yes. Well, I think it just gives people less to think about. We don't have to stay warm. We can be creative. We don't have to fight the snow. We can be creative anymore. We don't have rain. We can be creative. So it just gives people a freedom. I think it's a freedom that you get in Los Angeles that you don't. I always thought it was the opposite, because when I would go to like uh, Copenhagen and Stockholm for writing sessions, it's like all you wanted to do is stay in the studio. You didn't want to go outside because it was too cold. (laughs) Here you just want to go to the beach. Uh, every time I hear Eternal Flame by the Bangles, I think back to one of the most traumatic incidents of my life. Back when I was an investigative journalist, I went undercover to infiltrate a brainwashing cult that were using <laughs> the song Eternal Flame by the Bangles to lure um, unsuspecting British students to their what? meetings. We all had to go to white in white robes, listen to the song, go into brainwashing sessions. And the idea behind this, what turned out to be a criminal enterprise, and the group behind it were arrested in the end, was that um, we would all be told that if we went to Arizona and had sex with old women there, we would be rewarded with immortality. Now, I should point out, I never actually got on the plane to Arizona because I was able to gather enough evidence to call off the call in the cops and tip them off. But uh, apparently a bunch of old ladies in Arizona were paying uh, these uh, charlatans to bring in these uh, hunky British students, you know, to, um, you know, service their passage to, a, to eternal life as well. I think it was like a, wow. a, a, a two way street. So, yes, every time I hear eternal flame, I think of that. That sex cult. Um, 
What memories do you have when you hear <laughs> Eternal Flame? How do we follow that? If this was the best podcast story, you'd win. Oh, oh thank you. Well, it is, of course, um, who's the best girl group. And I will put it out there that my choice is indeed the Bangles. Now, yep, I was tempted by others, bewitched and fuzzbox, but I can't really convince, uh, you know, enough people to uh, to follow me and believe in they, they are great. So instead, I'll go with the, the Bangles. You know, they were formed after a newspaper ad, Susanna Hoff's placed in a free newspaper, The Recycler. Uh, they came together in LA, as I mentioned, in the 80s and created feel-good hits like Walk an Egyptian, Manic Monday, and uh, the aforementioned uh, Eternal Flame. And, uh, you know, I love the Spice Girls as well, but I think musically, the Bangles have the edge. Um, you know, they reform, reform every so often, seen them in concert, always had a great time. And for that reason, for my money, they are the best girl group ever. Um, later, very shortly, in fact, we'll be announcing the results of the public vote. Uh, yes, listeners and music fans from around the world uh, have been declaring who they think is the best girl group. But I want to ask our experts in studio. Now, both of the members of the Pointer Sisters that were with us voted for the Pointer Sisters. So, <laughs> so it's nice that they, That's uh, funny. they are willing to consider the whole range and then uh, rightly perhaps, you know, say they are the best of all time. Michael. Well, then in that case, I'm the best girl group of all. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Michael J., who's the best girl group of all time in your professional opinion? I'm going to say the Supremes. And I love the Pointer Sisters, of course, but um, the Supremes, I mean, the Holland Dozier Holland songwriting team that all those hits that they gave them. If I just said titles to you, you'd hear the melody in your head for just from those titles. And as a songwriter, that's really hard to do. Like, where did our love go? Baby love. Come see about me. Stop in the name of love. I hear a symphony. You can't hurry love. I mean, that goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. These are classic songs that have transcended generations. You, you, young kids hear these today and they sound, they still sound fresh and new. They don't sound dated. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, that's just, Amazing. I don't know any other group that's got a body of work like that. Hard to beat that argument, but maybe Stevie Meredith can. So, uh, Stevie, uh, tell us who, in your opinion, is the best girl group? Well, I'm going to have to agree with Anita and Bonnie. <laughs> I think the Pointer Sisters are the best of all time. And I'm going to say they cross the genres of music that people sing. They sing blues. They sing everything to disco from blues to disco and i think it's really hard to beat the blend you get from siblings mm -hmm. it's really difficult to come up with something that sounds better than siblings singing together so i'm going with the pointer sisters it's a good point, you know, reflecting... It's a good point. <laughs> on, uh, yeah, better than yours. Uh, but, um, reflecting on uh, all the, the great acts that we've considered and the, and the many more greats that we haven't even mentioned, uh, it occurs to me there's something missing in pop music at the moment. Where are all the girl groups? What is your theory, each of you, on why there are so few? I think it takes somebody like a producer or a writer to put them together, like Simon Cowell always did that. You have to find the girls, put them together. Well, That's... look at Fifth Harmony. They came together through Simon Cowell's show, X Factor. Through, through a show, they? right, yeah. yeah. And I guess, the, and that's how One Direction formed. I mean, TV shows are now the way to put groups together, these vocal groups. Um, but for a songwriter like me, I mean, it's just so time-consuming to go out and find three people or more, more who can blend and work together that well who aren't siblings. 
and then have them all perform a bunch of hits. I mean, I think that's why I work with solo artists. It's just much easier. <laughs> I think it's because now more people envision themselves as solo artists. And a lot of times when you put people together, they're only in it to become the solo. In other words, you join the Supremes because you're going to be Diana Ross at the end. And I think the person who really enjoys uh, group music wants you to stay a group. And uh, even a group like En Vogue, they had their they're still having their trials yeah. <laughs> about what, you know, which way they're going. And and then you get the manager husbands in it. And that takes on a whole nother life. But everybody's trying to get to the microphone in the front. Oh, by themselves, it's expensive to do girl groups. Costumes for girls cost a lot more than <laughs> costumes for boys. It's just hard to keep them all together. Um, can each of you tell us um, what you're working on at the moment? Who you're working with? You know, is there any talents uh, that you're sort of representing or, or working with uh, that we should be uh, looking looking out for? Um, I'm working with a young woman named Tina Aldana, and we're uh, about to do a series on her. She's a Latina pop star. And so the series is going to be the making of a Latina pop star to sort of get her a few more followers. Fantastic. Michael. I'm writing songs for the new series of High School Musical on Disney+. Plus. Now let's give it its full title. Which oh, is... it's a long time. <laughs> High School Musical, the musical, the series, the whatever. I, don't, yes. I can't even imagine. I don't even know what the title is. But and I'm also very excited about a record I'm making with a little 10-year-old girl by the name of Alexa Swinton, who had, now has her own ABC TV series called Emergence. She's the little girl who plays Piper on Emergence, and she's fantastic. Well, I suggest you take your two acts and put them together and form an ultimate girl group. You know? There you go. And Tina and maybe yeah. Alexa. they could be the new Pointer Sisters. Well, can we ask Anita to join them? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, let's get Anita back. It's almost time to announce the result of Who's the Best Girl Group? Hope you are enjoying Who's the Best Girl Group. Don't forget to check out all our previous shows. Just go to who's the best.fm uh, and you can listen to our previous shows. Uh, also, check us out on social media at who's the best pod on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you think of our suggestions and recommendations. Maybe, yes, why don't you recommend a topic for a future show? Well, I've strung it out long enough. It is time to get. To the result. Boats have been coming in from all over the world. I am... Oh, my God. Oh, you could... everyone's back in the studio. You Did everyone feel... leave their address so that I can find them and kill them if they didn't say the right thing? Sounds like think... the Pointer Sisters don't think they finished number one. So let's you see. You never know in this ba society. Bonnie and Anita are so yes, excited. excited. Yes, we are. So we want excited. to know. As you all know, the public is the ultimate judge. That's what's true in entertainment podcasts and all of it and the result in fifth place oh god the bangles mm. that was my choice by the way but uh, <laughs> okay. yes okay in fourth place the best girl group of all time the pointer sisters what <gasps> i'm hayden go back and take that vote again <laughs> Well, we have to wait and see what the other Recount. ones are first. Yeah, who we'll could go. number three, two, and one be? Yeah. I can't imagine. I they will must tell go you. and die. I will okay. tell you. They must be. Okay. In third place. What? TLC. Hell to the no. <laughs> <laughs> 
second place mm. in Who's the Best Girl Group of All Time? Yes, mm-hmm. Vinicia. The Supremes. What? And I what? thought they'd be number one. Come I on, picked them. Up. I, I picked them. Well, who's number? The winners of Who's the Best Girl Group? Somebody oh. white. Oh. <laughs> There's a clue. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> the winners of Who's the Best Girl Group? Mm-hmm. The Spice Girls. Oh, no, see, I'm not buying that's that. it. Buy some of your life. The person that voted on this is must I, I be hate in this London. Election, and if I am elected president, <laughs> I will come to you <laughs> in a moment. <laughs> I will give equality. The, oh, I will uh-huh. give the pointer sisters the final word. But first, I want to go to Stevie and Michael for your reaction to the top five. Bangles five, Pointer Sisters four, TLC three, Supremes two, Spice Girls one. Stevie, what do you think? I think that I'd probably move a lot of those around. Just maybe adjust the order that they came in. Well, I'm sorry. This is an honest vote, so we can't do that. Well, I'm... You can't? Who voted in? <laughs> okay. Uh, I think the Spice Girls winning is typical of... I think indicative of the kinds of people who call in with an answer mm-hmm. would be a younger, younger. demographic yeah. because they're, you know, they're with that telephone call in thing. And so I think that they probably picked the Spice Girls for that reason. What is their oh. number one? What is, oh, the, Spice, iconic, what is iconic. the Spice Girls number one song? Wanna, Wanna be. be. What? Wanna be. Wanna be what? See, I don't know what. Wanna be. Wanna be what? Oh, yeah. Oh, what? It's not going down well, this decision, but no, but you'll get your chance in a minute. I, I picked the pointer sisters. Yeah. So. Thank you. I yeah, didn't kill. That's better. Well, no. I think you're being very harsh to the Spices, because to me, Spice World 1997 was one of the greatest movies of all time. People talk about, you know, The Godfather and Citizen <laughs> Kane, but for me, Spice World, until oh they make the pointer sisters movie, and I'm sure it's coming, you know, oh Spice God. World, God. a silver screen. How many Oscars did I that win? Classic. I think it won a few Golden but... Raspberry Awards, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so... I am going to kill somebody today. Wasn't there a... <laughs> okay. Let Michael speak. <laughs> now, Michael, what's, what's your I, professional I, opinion? I, I on feel Bonnie and Anita's pain here. I mean, mm-hmm. because... I mean, I like the Spice Girls. I was How a fan. How are you going to invite us here and then we ain't going to win? I, I, I didn't invite you. But... <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, the number... We're supposed to win. We're here. Now, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Four. I don't see of... no Spice Girls sitting up in here. <laughs> the sheer number... How's he going to win? Four. That's and I'm bad. looking at you. I need to come over there and slap but your face. The sheer, the sheer number of memorable hits, the memorable hits that you've had, the Grammys you've won, Totally eclipses. Yeah, well, this is really great. It ecl- it eclipses with it eclipses what the Spice Girls have done. Like we were just talking, we couldn't even remember how to sing one of their songs. You know, exactly. it's like they didn't have that many hits. You guys had hits that became classics, iconic records. You know, and um, that's just, it's wrong. Before Anita and Bonnie gather their All thoughts, let me just say yeah. that I think it was. Baron Pierre de Coubertin, the founder of the modern Olympics, who said, it's not about the winning, it's about the taking part. What does it mean to you to be considered out of all the girl groups ever in the top five? I'm taking the win. (laughs) (laughs) That's what keeps you guys at the top, I suppose. Yes. I was just so honored, such an honor to be in the top five. I feel the same way. I, I, you know, I'm not competing. You know, we're artists, and we well, are out here doing our darndest to just have the best music and communication with the with the world. 
And the Pointer Sisters did that. Yes. You know, we, yes, we, we, we broke down barriers. We tore down the walls and we, we broke, broke on through there. And then places when they were saying, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> you know, you're black girls. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe it's time uh, for a new Pointer Sisters album. Yeah. Hey, hey. I, I let's do that. it. Yes. I'm there. You just played the See, song. People weren't you? voting because they're the people my age that are in my group. They, they probably can't hear too good. <laughs> I'm sure if we had a revote <laughs> after this podcast, you what would you get number one. What did you say, Nina? Sleep right what now. What did you say? <laughs> what did you say? I can eat. <laughs> I should point out that. What did you say, I should point out that Bonnie has taken off her headphones, thrown them out in disgust. So it's probably time to end the show uh, before they race through the microphone and beat up the voters. Thank you, Michael, Stevie, Anita and Bonnie. This has been Who's the Best? We love you! I love you so much, I want to join your group. I want to be a player sister. <laughs> I have the perfect dress. Right. Who's the best? This is a Right Angles production. You can find out more by visiting rightangles.global.